Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. This is Nick Green, and thank you for joining us on another special week of cryptocurrency and blockchain in the news. What's happening? What to buy? This episode is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar. You can check out NectarJuiceBar.com, where they are healthy, fresh, and only serving the best ingredients in acai bowl, smoothies, and fresh pressed juices. Check them out now. Locations throughout Colorado Springs, Castle Rock, Denver, and many other states. The strength of a nation's currency is based on the strength of that nation's economy. And the American economy is by far the strongest in the world. Accordingly, I have directed the Secretary of the Treasury to take the action necessary to defend the dollar against the speculators. I have directed Secretary Connolly to suspend temporarily the convertibility of the dollar into gold or other reserve assets, except in amounts and conditions determined to be in the interest of monetary stability and in the best interest of the United States. Now, what is this action, which is very technical, what does it mean for you? Let me lay to rest the bugaboo of what is called devaluation. If you want to buy a foreign car or take a trip abroad, market conditions may cause your dollar to buy slightly less. But if you are among the overwhelming majority of Americans who buy American-made products in America, your dollar will be worth just as much tomorrow as it is today. The effect of this action, in other words, will be to stabilize the dollar. So cryptocurrency is big in the news this week. There is a lot of things going on. Let's talk about that speech you just heard. That was Richard Nixon, president of the United States back in 1971, and basically explaining that he was taking the U.S. dollar, which is now the reserve currency of the world, and taking it off the gold standard. So what that basically means is there was a time back in the day before some of us were born where every dollar you had, there was literally gold to back it up. A dollar could not be printed without having gold in the reserve to back up that dollar. So gold was constantly being mined. Apparently it was all in Fort Knox and your dollar was basically safe. You knew that it had value to it because there was gold that you could trade it in for. Well, the world doesn't work that way anymore. It's a very different system where China and Russia are trying to basically get the US dollar removed from the world reserve as the world currency, the way it sits right now. We print trillions of dollars backed by nothing and nobody knows if Fort Knox even has any gold in it. In fact, there's rumors that Fort Knox has been empty and is empty and really just carries on an illusion. Maybe it's like a virtue signal, you could say. And they're just putting on the show to make people happy and feel good. And I bet if you ask most people what backs the US dollar, they're gonna tell you gold. They either didn't read history, don't pay attention to history, or simply were never taught this. But Richard Nixon did go on TV, had a monumental speech, and made this decision with several other gentlemen, one of them being Mr. Rockefeller back in Goose Island. And this was in 1971 where they created the Federal Reserve. So they created this entity offshore not a part of the United States, and it is literally not a United States government agency. So when we borrow from the Fed, we're literally borrowing money 
from Rockefeller's Black Rock, that whole family and institution that basically supplies the money that carries on the world's debt. When we're in debt, we're not in debt to ourselves. We're literally in debt to other people, families, or countries, just like China holds more treasury bonds than any American institution. They could crash our stock market, but it's hyperinflated anyway, so it would be a feat for them to try to do. However, it's important to know that the American dollar being backed by anything is really just a myth that what we're dealing with is paper that has no value. And if our economy were to crash, the big question is, would anybody want the American dollar? Could we actually use it to trade and barter with and would it have any value? Inflation at this pace, which is 7% this year, an unheard of leap in the history of the American dollar, we are watching the prices of many goods, both foreign and domestic, go up at a very, very difficult rate to keep up with. Salaries are not keeping up with it and the cost of living and the cost of goods is going up beyond what people get paid. And that's why inflation is bad. So what does this all have to do with Bitcoin? Well, basically Bitcoin fixes this. The difference is that cryptocurrencies are backed by math, algorithms. There is no way that they, you could just print more Bitcoin and there's no way that they could be hacked. The real value is that they hold the same value worldwide 24 seven. So when an economy crashes, which does happen quite often, more so in South America and African states, well, cryptocurrency has become a favored legal tender. Digibyte and Ethereum in Venezuela, Uruguay, Peru, Russia. There's quite a few countries that have actually picked up on using cryptocurrencies and even making Bitcoin an official legal currency. So the big thing to think about this is that where will we go in the future? What is the direction knowing that we have a dollar that is losing value by the minute? And there's nothing you could do about it. That's not going to go back to a gold standard because we don't know if there's even enough gold to back up all the money that this administration has printed in the past six months. Trillions of dollars. I think we're up to seven trillion and now $500 million is going to Afghanistan refugees. Afghanistan? Well, why would we do that? Well, let's see. We were there 20 years, we made a mess of the place, protected a few people, got the economy going, put some dollars into it, uh, played favorites with the opium fields, farmers, kept the Taliban out of rule, and then we bailed. We just got up like a bad date on a Saturday night, and you wake up and she's not in bed anymore. That's literally what happened in Afghanistan. Only a few hundred people were left at the airport or the embassy, and they had to get their best friend to come get them out. So. Clearly, the reason this is in the news and an issue with cryptocurrency is because the economy in Afghanistan is taking. We could put whatever money we want into it, but it is faith-based. You people have to believe in it, and they have to believe that there is value behind the dollar, that they are accepting for goods or using for goods. So in Afghanistan, people who do not have faith in the new Taliban government the dollar goes along with that, their dollar. Their currency is dropping by the minute until they figure out which direction the country is gonna go and how will it be stable. But the good news is, even if you had say a million dollars worth that of Afghani money, that's only worth 100,000 today, but if you had a million dollars in Bitcoin, it's still worth a million dollars in Bitcoin. So no matter what's happening in that government, no matter what's happening to the economy of that country, your cryptocurrency is stable. By stable, I mean it's going to go with the markets, but it is not going to be swayed or correlated to an actual currency in any country. And that is really the biggest strength, that this is worldwide. It is 24-7, and of course, it has no borders. So there's a lot of better purposes to say Bitcoin fixes this. A crashing economy is a big one. 
That's for sure. So as you compare this to even the last year, the price of gold has been down 10%, inflation is up 7%, and the price of Bitcoin still going up, well, 300% in the past year. So these are very significant gains, and it's a lot of speculation that reaffirms how valuable cryptocurrency is. Is it too late? No, it's not too late. The market cap of crypto right now is at an all-time high, over $2 trillion. But in the big scheme of things, it may be bigger than Amazon, bigger than Google, bigger than Tesla, bigger than Facebook, but there are world economies that it is still smaller than, including gold. Gold is at least a $10 trillion valuation, so there's a lot of room to grow. And that's the good news, is that you can still get in early and make the right investments that are going to pay off in the short term, and of course the long run. And the long run is really the biggest picture here, because cryptocurrency and blockchain is about the long run and about future stability. So keeping in mind that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is a global matter, that means that global corporations are the ones that have to lead the adoption train. In the news is Microsoft, obviously a top Fortune 500 company, a world leader in globalization and technology. In the news, we're going to talk about their adoption of cryptocurrency. So the talk of the town, and there's always something going on in the world of crypto, is that Microsoft is looking to use the Ethereum blockchain to combat digital piracy, according to a recent white paper that was published by Microsoft. Well, that's what they're saying, and definitely it's part of a problem that crypto fixes. Bitcoin fixes a lot of things. Per the company, Microsoft is exploring a new system named Argus, which it dubbed as the first public anti-piracy system. Well, they're about 20 years too late, knowing that the guys at Napster would have loved to be a part of this. Well, they're all crypto investors now I'm sure they're doing okay. Basically, 11 pages of a Microsoft white paper laid out the design, implementation, and evaluation of this new system to combat online piracy. It is uh, basically where the software giant Microsoft is looking to use Ethereum blockchain to combat piracy by relying on the network's transparent decentralized nature. What that means is that they are able to trace the origins of anything, copyrighted material, and can confirm or validate if something is being used legally. The 11-page paper Microsoft put together with researchers from Chinese e-commerce behemoth Alibaba, Chinese, huh? and Carnegie Mellon University laid out the design, implementation, and evaluation of the noon system. Basically, that means that it very well may be put into play. Microsoft says Argus will run on a public blockchain in order to allow digital piracy informers to remain anonymous while maintaining a certain level of transparency for the public to see at the same time. Reports filed to Argus, for instance, will protect the identity of the informer but allow the firm to backtrack the source of the pirated content. A blockchain is a form of public ledger where every transaction recorded is authenticated. So basically, you can't lie. Everything will be sourced, and all this promises to do is trace the steps of someone reporting exactly what is pirated, but without revealing who turned on them. Furthermore, by optimizing several cryptographic operations, the cost for piracy reporting will be reduced to an equivalent cost of sending out about 14th transfer transactions. So basically, it's going to be very easy to turn in piracy and for uh, piracy to be identified while on a blockchain. There's plenty of uses for a blockchain, but seeing Microsoft take over is definitely a big deal. Microsoft says in their white paper, with the security and practicality of Argus, we hope real-world anti-piracy campaigns will be truly effective by shifting to a fully transparent incentive mechanism. The latest efforts undertaken by Microsoft highlights the obstacles faced by technology firms in protecting their intellectual properties, which, of course, is important to everybody. And as reported by Business Insider, China is the number one corporate for piracy, which is why I find this to be very ironic that they, along with Alibaba, 
are leading the charge to combat piracy. I'm sure there'll be no shenanigans. Thank you, Microsoft. Does Mr. Wonderful it thinks it's worthless. Well, I, I he actually, called it garbage I, I this want morning. To explore the, I, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> I want to explore the idea that there is nothing here except raw speculation. Mm -hmm. No different than when I go to Las Vegas and put my money on black or red on a roulette wheel because where is the intrinsic value inherent in deploying real capital, let's talk real mm -hmm. money here, and putting it into Bitcoin as a storage of value? I get gold for 2,000 years, including the Romans. They saw value in, in, in owning that as an asset class. Tell me why this, which is basically a digital um, game, mm -hmm. that's the way I look at it, has any intrinsic value. When people actually put real money into this, they make no interest, they can't pay their taxes with it, the regulators don't like it, which is always a problem for compliance, and where's the long-term value? Just this, this idea that they're going to cut the number of units in half? Sounds such a scam. <laughs> like, that's just totally BS. And everybody's a fan of Shark Tank. Well, there is more news. If you remember, just listen to Mr. Wonderful being not a fan, to put it eloquently, of Bitcoin. He called it a scam, a pyramid scheme. He wouldn't let his sons and daughters invest in Bitcoin. And that was Mr. Wonderful's take, billion-dollar investor, just a couple of years ago. And the funny thing is, being such a smart guy, I believe he's always owned some Bitcoin. Well, you know, uh, when facts change, I change. And what changed and what kept me out of, I actually owned personally uh, crypto since 2017, but couldn't talk about it because, as you recall, the regulators, particularly in large financial markets, including U.S., Canada, Switzerland, France, Britain, the Eurozone, were not really on side with Bitcoin for quite a while. So basically, the regulatory stance is changing their view on specifically Bitcoin. Now, as an asset class, that interests me because I obviously own positions in the Swiss franc, the euro, the British pound, the Canadian dollar, the American dollar. So whether I view it as an asset or whether I view it as a currency, it deserves a weighting in my portfolio now. Now that I can own it without a regulatory backlash, which is I'm, what I'm concerned about. I'm in the financial services industry. Said Anthony Pompliano sent him some quite some time ago. And uh, he said it's worthless, but I don't believe he sold it and most likely made a pretty penny, at least for someone like you and me. But in the world of Kevin O'Leary, uh, it's going to take a lot of pennies to be pretty. So according to Cointelegraph, our friend Kevin O'Leary at Shark Tank became a spokesperson for a new exchange, FTX. FTX does have an international site and a U.S. site to be compliant with SEC regulators. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary became an official spokesperson for Sam Bankman Fried's FTX crypto exchange. And guess what? He's going to be paid in cryptocurrency and receive equity in the exchange as part of the deal. Uh, Kevin has made it clear that he currently holds about five or six assets and is aiming to hold 17 by the end of this year and to which he will make public because... He knows people are going to follow him and invest in the same companies as he does. He's a smart guy. According to the announcement on Tuesday, the partnership with FTX Trading and West Realm Shire Services, which is the owner of FTX US and FTX.com, so that's the US and international site, will see Kevin O'Leary take an equity stake in both firms. He has to be paid in crypto assets and to basically increase his holdings. A tweet from Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, says, I finally solved my compliance problems with cryptocurrencies. I'm going to use FTX to increase my allocation and use the platform to manage my portfolios. Well, that's a big deal. He says FTX is suited for institutional money. He says that they are fit enough to pass compliance 
And we know he deals with hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, and it gives a lot of credibility to this new exchange. Who is really trying to get on the map? They are definitely brand new, as in 2021 brand new. In the announcement, O'Leary noted that institutional investors struggle with the decision to invest in crypto assets as they harbor compliance-related concerns, just like he did regarding cryptocurrency. He also added, to find crypto investment opportunities that met my own rigorous standards of compliance, I entered into this relationship with FTX. Regulatory compliance in crypto has been a longstanding issue for the investor, and he previously stated back in 2019, and I quote, I have no interest in doing any of this crypto crap because it is not compliant. There is regulatory clarity that would take uh, probably three to five years to really get things right between the IRS and government officials that are just behind the times and don't understand the technology. That really gets down to it because so far, every regulation and IRS mandate that they've put together have been pretty bad. O'Leary has been tasked with elevating the brand to large audiences and has already got to work on social media by promoting an FTX CryptoPunk non-fungible token giveaway on Twitter. However, that's an NTF. He unfortunately misspelled a word in the caption of his post, which reads, want to win a CryptoPunk? Here's your chance. So these old men are definitely not as with it as we want them to be. But the point is they are adapting and to the times. He has changed his tune clearly on Bitcoin and revealed he plans to allocate 3% of his investment portfolio to Bitcoin in March. And this week he called Ethereum ultrasound money in a cameo video. Well, these are very big steps. There's no shame in turning around and saying you're wrong and reevaluating an asset, the most successful asset in any asset class that you could invest in. The cool thing is seeing somebody actually turn around on it. He not only criticized it and made fun of people who had cryptocurrency, but he went all in. By all in, I mean not with all his money, but basically putting his name and reputation on the line. So he aligned himself with an exchange that he trusts, did his due diligence on. He's aligned himself with certain tokens and has no shame in speaking of Dogecoin, Ethereum, um, and other DeFi tokens, which is where we're going to come into Ave and Sushi. And there's a whole lot of others to find out what he invested in. And that's going to be really interesting. I wonder how much Chainlink this guy has or how much Dogecoin. And then people are going to follow him, just like they follow Elon Musk all the way to the grave. So really interesting to see how this turns around. And of course, on Shark Tank, I think we're going to see a lot more crypto-friendly investors or those that accept cryptocurrency. And the number one thing you're going to have to think of when you think of Mr. Wonderful is compliance. This is one guy who figured out how not to get audited by the IRS or have any of his companies shut down. You're compliant, pay your taxes, pay up all the money you make, and uh, play by the rules, and they'll let you keep playing the game. So this is something to keep an eye on, ftx.us and ftx.com, an exchange that I'm going to be trying out, like I mentioned before. So it's really interesting and fun to see how somebody turns around and figure out what they have. And speaking of holding bags, wonder if Mr. Wonderful has Cardano. Or the right question would be, how much Cardano does he have? In the news on Crypto Karma, Cardano, also known as ADA, is now the world's third largest cryptocurrency. If you're watching CoinMarketCap, you have seen ADA just tick its way right up to the top. From hanging out about 90 days or so around the 95 cents to $1.10 mark shows how strong it was when other coins were dropping significantly more and below a dollar. But Cardano kind of held its own. And the crazy thing is people have trust in the speculation. It is not necessarily a performing asset in terms of what is Cardano doing, but what are they going to do? So this 
so-called little-known token linked to Cardano blockchain just became the third largest virtual currency in the world as network developers looked to ride the boom in decentralized finance. So basically, ADA has increased 50% over the past week alone. If you're trading or investing, you've watched your dollar go up, and it's fair to say Cardano has a little bit of a ways to go. I think this is easily going to be 4 or $5 at peak of alt season. Hopefully it's around 10 bucks by this time next year if we're not in a bear market. So the, the good news here is that the new technological enhancements will allow smart contracts on Cardano by its announced goal of September 12th. That's just a few weeks away. And th what this will do is enable its network to offer lucrative services like DeFi, where Ethereum is currently the number one provider in decentralized finance. But things change. There's always going to be something to replace the old. It's like trying to find somebody with an AOL email account. Whenever I see it, I always laugh. But we all know that Gmail pretty much put them out of business. So in a rally met with skepticism by some big industry names, the ADA token now has a market value of more than $69 billion, which is bigger than all rivals except Bitcoin and Ethereum. And this is right on CoinGecko.com. Cardano's ADA token, which is the network's, well, it's, it's really what represents Cardano right now until the smart contracts get effective, has seen a 14,000% jump in the past year. So between Bitcoin and Ethereum, if you were to invest in Cardano just 12 months ago, I believe it was around 10 cents. Now it's creeping and knocking on the door of $2 and there is no stopping in sight. When everybody and all your friends and, and you saw everyone on Facebook and Twitter telling you to buy the dips and get in a Bitcoin and crypto, a lot of people thought it was too cheap or where could it really go from 10 cents? But the truth is sky's the limit, especially in cryptocurrency. Matic, which was under 10 cents for over a year, ended up having a, a very strong average this year of $1 and it even kissed $2. So there was a lot of profit to be made and the same with Cardano and it's only going to keep going up. Decentralized finance or DeFi as it's called, ports financial functions onto digital ledgers, allowing people to do things like lend or borrow funds and earn interest in a savings like account without the need for a third party traditional intermediary, which would be your bank. Its growing popularity is part of a wider trend in increased blockchain usage. Recent rallies in Bitcoin, Ethereum, ADA and other tokens helped the cryptocurrency market vault past $2 trillion in value just over the last weekend. This was the first time since May. So basically the time between May and now was an accumulation period. People with weak hands or needed to pull profits, they were selling and dumping. People scared and new to the crypto market that don't understand cycles, they sold. But remember, when you sell something, there's someone buying it. So you gotta think, if I'm selling, why is this guy buying? What does he know that I don't know? Well, he knows that ADA is worth more than a dollar. He knows it was worth more than 10 cents. So the biggest obstacle in the way most of the time is fear or really the fear of the unknown and not aware of what the possibilities could be in the future. I really strongly suggest doing research of previous all-time highs on coins as it's a great measure of what their potential is in the future, especially with a larger market cap. Now that we're above $2 trillion, we are going to start seeing a lot of coins make new all-time highs. I think August is going to be a big month. Hopefully September will be too. And by following the path of history, uh, 2022 should be even bigger. My plan is to take some profits as we break some all-time highs and then reinvest on the dip. And there will be a dip around the holidays because there always is. And then the hopes is that we 
match what happened in 16, 17, 18, and we're going to watch the market flow right back up. Remember, we're, we're riding a rainbow wave here. So alt season could come in a little bit of patterns. We had it early on this year, end of last year. We had a nice three-month break that we are just now getting over. So with $2 trillion in this space, that's a lot of room for profits. So and we're going to see prices going back up. On Crypto Karma's coin of the week, it is Veracity. So what is Veracity? It is known as VRA. I do not believe this is on Coinbase yet. This is where I go to KuCoin to get into my investments. Well, Veracity's mission is to significantly increase engagement and advertising revenues for video publishers on any video platform. Videos. Well, this is big. How? Well, through its POV protocol, product layers and platforms, they're offering VRA rewards, coins, which is money, as a reward for watching an advertisement all the way through, a proprietary video player, which is a product layer, a ad stack, another product layer, proof of view, which is patent pending, and the POV is the only protocol layer patented technology for the blockchain. Vera Wallet will be the product layer payment system. So they're talking about paying in VRA, earning in VRA, and basically you don't have to do much to earn even more. Subscriptions, commissions on price pools and video ad revenues and transaction fees on Veracity products are basically gonna be revenue streams for VRA. Well, VRA rewards product layers integrated with the following video players. Twitch, VideoJS, YouTube, Vimeo, Brightcove, Kaltura, and Flow Player. They've been in the news on Forbes, CoinGecko, and of course, many other resources. Really quickly, how it works is you could buy VRA, game developer, influencer, publisher, sponsor, etc. You are going to fund their tournaments with campaigns which builds valuable audiences and monetizes through VRA significantly. To reach and engage potential users playing tournaments, subscribe to games or viewing videos, sponsors, game developers, and publishers buy VRA to reward their users. So the users are rewarded in the VRA token, which has a value. Right now, it's only two cents, but we all know that's going to grow, and this looks like something big for Coinbase. You could stake VRA, which means VRA holders can stake their VRA for daily rewards, and that's where you put it in a pool for liquidity, allowing the network to leverage against your VRA, and you're not going to take your tokens out for a specified amount of time, and in which case, you are going to get a small percentage back for allowing your coin to be staked, very similar to Ethereum. Well, it definitely got my attention. Anything that is working with e-games, gaming, just like Engine, um, there are a handful of them, Storm, Wax. This is a space that is one of the largest spaces online in the world. So of course, cryptocurrency goes right with it, and this is gonna be natural in the adoption process. The thing on this for me is to get in early. Uh, not just to get in early, and am I going to take profits? Yes. But this is where I'm going to take and allocate certain amount of profits as we ride the wave right up. I'm really hoping we're going to go to a dollar and not more, but it has to be at a certain value in order to have some value as reward. They don't want to be giving away thousands of VRA tokens just for you to get $5 for participating in a tournament. So I see the value here definitely going up, especially when working with larger companies and platforms. So this is something that we are going to buy and hold. I will give up 25 to 50% for profits when we reach certain benchmarks. I'm really aiming for 20 cents. And then the rest of it, we're just going to pray for a dollar and see what happens. Kind of like Dogecoin, only you're buying it at $0.02 cents instead of today's almost $0.30. Cents. That's VRA. So thank you very much for this week. It has been a pleasure to review the news. And as always, we are moving at the speed of crypto. So get in. It's not too late. Strike hard, strike fast, and we'll see you next week.
on Crypto Karma. And this is Nick Green with Crypto Karma reminding you that this show is for educational purposes only. This is not investment or financial advice. Explore the cryptocurrency universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. Crypto Karma is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar. Nectar is fresh at its best. Live life to the freshest with Nectar. Crypto Karma. Strike first, strike fast. Saturday at 9 a.m. on KPPF. And hear the podcast on Podbean.